Three shots, four part, I just do two. One pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo. New driver, info, replace, into pop five, fairway, what you fin do? Think I'll try to get on into stop right, good line, good view, it drew. Shooter McGavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers. We got Zach Vim minutes back. So last week we had Andy Walker. I think uh, we had Zach kind of back around the same time. It's been over a year definitely now. But um, just wanted to say a quick shout out, quick thank you to a couple of companies. We had our uh, kind of our league closing. We do like a money game or whatever. And uh, Saturday mornings at Port Hope. And a few companies kind of helped us out, uh, gave us some prizing, which was great. 3-6 Kitchen and Lounge, uh, Layside Golf, Left Behind Golf, On The Mark Golf. Pioneer Golf, Stroke Play Golf, golf Apparel. Um, Bryce, we threw some stuff in from True Classic and Manscaped, so thank you, Bryce. Yeah, no problem. A couple golf companies there. Hazel, Hazel Golf, Hazel Golf. Uh, Brush, Wave Golf Company, and Pioneer, so thank you to all those brands. If you're listening to the pod, go over and check them out. They've all either been on the pod or we've definitely connected with them, shared a story, or we've gotten some of their gear at some point. So if you are... Uh, Looking for anything, a lot of Canadian companies in there, not all of them, but uh, go over and check them out. And uh, we got a couple Canadians that are now down in the States with us here. We got Bricer and uh, Zach Viminitz, um back rejoining the pod. How are you doing, Zach? Good. Thanks for having me back. Welcome back, Bryce. How's things? Uh, good. Just uh, same old here. Nothing new. I just got my voice back yesterday, Bryce. So you're going to go ahead and lead this one for us. So, Yeah, that's fine. Go, um, go for it. Well, I guess last time we chatted, it was kind of end of school for you. Um, want to just uh, take us through how you kind of how you kind of left left the building at Moorhead and how that went. So our team, we didn't uh, we didn't end up winning the OVC championship, but we had a we had a really good year. Joe and I were made the all conference team. Joe Joe won the. Uh, OVC championship actually. He went to NCAA regionals. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was a good way to end getting the uh all conference team. That's what I wanted out of the going back. That was the goal. So yeah, because you like redshirted because of COVID, right? Or like you got yeah, that free extra year? Year because of COVID. And I was yeah. like on and off about if I would go back or not. And then I just thought it would be a good year to like practice for free and do be get better results so yeah that's kind of what parker said we had parker haynes yeah. on at uh university of finley he was saying the same thing um kind of just like a good opportunity to go back and like even like mentor a couple guys but like work on some of your things and try to accomplish some goals that you want to accomplish yeah. too whereabouts are you right now zach i just moved in with my old college teammate michael reed He's in Port St. Lucie. So I'm going to be here until for sure end of January. You just played uh, PJ National today. Yeah. I'm doing all the uh, minor league golf tour stuff in the month of October. So I just, I'm about to sign up for Latin Q school as well. Nice. Um, do you, have you like officially turned pro? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. My oh, first 
event was in the summer at Cedar Rapids in Ottawa. How was take us through that? Like, yeah, that's the one I was just looking up because I talked to you at that time, Zach. I sent you a message. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, uh, it'll be better if you if you share that story than me, yeah, because that's a that's a pretty big step there from college. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, well, there's there's a guy at Highlands, his name's Chris. He would always kept on always telling me, like, you got to do a tournament, you got to do a tournament, and I was like, fine, I guess I'll like this one and cedar rapids popped up so i signed up it's like 950 dollar entry fee and then i just packed the truck up with all my golf gear and then just went to iowa for five five days i think it was a pro-am and then a three-day event i'm pretty sure yeah three-day event went with a with a cut so how'd you play yeah, like big like process to become a professional though it's just like you just sign up i mean it might not be financially good for something (laughs) that's not good enough to be entering these events but yeah so you can just once you sign up as a pro then you're professional so i've cashed the check that Mm -hmm. event so ever since i cashed the check i'm you're not an amateur anymore yeah now Okay, can we walk it back? Like, how does the like when you decide to turn pro? How does that process work? I don't think we've ever really talked about this, so I don't yeah, think so either. The process is like kind of really simple. It's like you just enter in pro events and you lose your amateur status once you make a professional check. So, like, I could do it right now. Like, I don't have to have any. You could have played in the event I'm in today. Like, oh, wow. just by signing up. I didn't really realize it was that easy. You can't do that and then make money and then go sign up for like the Ontario Am. Yeah, Yeah, like Bryce wouldn't have a problem with that. Like he's no. (laughs) I'd make a few bucks and go raise the next one. Maybe, maybe you never know. If he has it on that day, he might. He just yeah. I'd go shoot my eighty-seven, eighty-six, and pretty good. Yeah, you just never know with Bryce, man. You never know (laughs) with the game. But uh, uh, the tournaments I did in the summer, they had. they had a lot bigger purses than mm-hmm. most of the mini tours. So it was pretty cool. Like it was exciting going to every event, knowing that you could make, like, if you win, you make anywhere from 20 to $30,000. You make the, yeah, cut, what are the mini, you, you what break are the mini even? Tour? Do you break even if you make the cut most of them? Oh yeah. The okay. ones in the summer for sure. I don't think the minor league tours like that, but so the ones in the summer were, if you make the cut, you pretty much break even. and anything after that like it's just slowly gradually goes up but it's very top heavy and what is what is like a purse for a first place in a mini tour is it like so in South Dakota, it was like twenty two thousand. Oh, okay second place thirteen thousand, and then it goes like eight and then it drops to like six and then two like it's oh, very okay. very slim yeah that's feel, more than i thought though honestly. i feel like the I've talked to somebody and they gave an idea of the breakdown. I want to say it was like 15 to 20% just goes to the winner. Um, yeah. That seems actually like it might be kind of high, but that might be, that might be about right. And then it, uh, they it get of, a sponsor for the event and pretty much all the sponsor money probably goes to the first place. Mm-hmm. What I just assumed, but yeah. And then they kind of, uh, they kind of break it down from there, but yeah. So how many have you played now, Zach? Oh, um 
around five or six now. Are you done okay? Like everything's going going yeah, well? I, uh, everything was good. I didn't. So I did. Uh, I went from Cedar Rapids, and then I went to South Dakota, and I did a four day event there, and then a, I did a one day. And then the last event in South Dakota, I missed the cut. So it was the last event. I didn't do so well, but I got all my money back. That's the good thing about the South Dakota tour is like they usually have a qualifier the day before the event. So I just lost a hundred dollars, but they give me back everything else. So you're not just wasting a thousand dollars. But then from there I had Q school. So after I came back from South Dakota, I had like two weeks to prepare for that. And then, but yeah, they, uh, all those pro events, I did really well. I, uh, I won the pro-am at my first event in Cedar Rapids. Nice. And then, so how does, how does that, like, how does it work? You're just, uh, you're set up with just a, like a, yeah, who'd you play with? A couple people, like, like a company four or something? amateurs from around the area. Or, yeah, four amateurs from around the area. Most of these mini tour events, they do that. Just, I think that's how they get help funding. Right. Mm. But they do these pro-ams. And, like, one of the events in South Dakota, like, the pros are kind of, like, off to the side. Like, it's not even a big deal. Yeah. Like, the, the big event is the amateur. But that's pretty interesting. Is it, is it, you yeah. kind of treat that as a practice round or do you get access to the course? otherwise? Um, no, I do get access to it. I kind of use the pro-am. So the pro-ams you can make money. So I do try and like the pro-ams is almost like a practice tournament. It's kind of, I like it that way because it's like, you're tr- like, it actually means something. Your score actually counts, but it doesn't really matter because it's not like the real event. What's the format and are the all proams like same format? Yeah, the, uh, the the amateur group will usually play a scramble and then the pro will just play his own ball and then the That's amateur score? can use our ball if oh, we okay. Yeah. Oh, like every shot they they have a choice to use oh, your ball? No, or they just, they, they so use if, if they back. make par, you make birdie, they can take your yeah. I see. Okay. That's cool. That's yeah, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. No, they don't, uh, so they they don't actually like use your spot at all. It's just so it's like a three man best ball kind of. And oh, then, there's your three oh, amateurs. Oh, it's or like separate almost. So it's yeah. like the amateurs are playing their own scramble tournament, and oh, we're yeah. in our own individual tournament. The only thing is they can just use our score if they like, make bo- bogey. They take our par birdie. Yeah. Right. So we got to get Blaker and go down there and get in one of these events with them yeah that'd be we would oh it wouldn't even be fair we dominate it'd be awesome <laughs> we'd be dominate. so good. hey blake will have that on me the rest of my life that he's club champion at Oshawa. yeah he will have that with an ace <laughs> I on can't 17. Even go back and play it anymore i know yeah that sucks. <laughs> he'll always have that on you yeah. he, he probably oh, he texted does, you he right away know all the time every yeah. time i something golf he'll let me know <laughs> of course he does how about we try to get him on the pod to tell a story and he wouldn't come really wow yeah well he did say he would come and then he backed out so <laughs> sounds cool. just like blake but uh one day one day we'll get him here we got out for a round at uh at port hope which is my course out here blake almost had an ace on the first hole he hit to like i don't know 10 inches or something <laughs> on the first hole he hit to two feet yeah so it's like a really old track so it started out where the first hole used to be number five and then it became number three 
and now you actually start off with a par three. It's like a long, pretty difficult par three, 190 yards or so. And he hit it like, yeah, it was pretty. I don't know if Vin would like that course. It's not his game. It's, Have you uh, played Fort Hope? I don't know. It's old I've school, played, man. It's kind of like arms, but it's pretty much the same. Man, I got the I got the course record at High Hope on 18 birdies. <laughs> It was, uh, I had a day, I almost made two hole in ones there. Like anybody listening, the holes are like 80 yeah. yards long, but, uh, I have got my first hole in one since the podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. did you? Yeah. I didn't uh, know that. Maybe, maybe I did and I just forgot. Got it in, uh, Illinois. yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Where was it? It was at Elgin country club. My friend Mike is a member there. All right. Well, let's go hear through it. it. Yeah. Don't we got to hear the story. Hanging. Yeah. So, I was actually, I was playing or. I made eight straight pars actually all day. And I, it was funny because I was like, um, I guess I'm going to have to hole out to make any money because we were playing a money game. Mm-hmm. I was down like $30, I think, at the time going into nine. And then the guy in my group was like, an ace is worth 100 <laughs> right before. <laughs> and it's like 150 yards, perfect pitching wedge, like a back pin. I hit it like, five feet past and it ripped back in the hole you go nuts or what crazy yeah that's oh, I was going crazy i couldn't even believe it went in <laughs> gordo just got a hole in one recently too yeah. eh? kevin gordon i got Mike two he got another one did he yeah yeah so we were like we had him on the pot a little, probably a couple months ago now and we were talking to him and I think we we're like, oh, we're speaking it into existence and the, i think it was the next day he got a hole in one and then he just made another one at coppinwood it's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. A hole in one is like a theme on this pod. We like talking about them. It's like all Bryson. It's all we got two, left. Two, yeah. two days yeah. That's absurd. That's that's, that's like crazy. He was playing it... with the same guy too. Imagine how yeah. rattled that guy probably was. He yeah. didn't say if there was any money in that, but like, could you imagine? Like the second day, I would just be like, it's all, it's all right, man. I just, yeah, uh, yeah. Or you might need that money for the bill, depending on where you are. But uh, right. yeah, yeah. Blaker, I think, had hole in one protection there, so at Oshawa, so he was okay. But um, he didn't know what I meant. I was like, oh, like, do you have protection? Like, are are you good there? And he's like, oh no, like I'm going out. And I was like, you, you can't just leave after you make a hole in one, especially on a par four <laughs> in club championships. First thing he yeah. said, I was like, what are you doing hitting driver? And he's yeah. like, he says, of course, he's like, I didn't hit driver. Like, I hit five like okay, wood. okay, sorry, Blake. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't, I didn't hit three wood on that hole. I just slice my driver. Yeah. He hit five wood at it. Yeah. You hear, just, dude, he yelled sit as soon as he hit the ball. Yeah. That's awesome. You, Come uh, just, just kind of going back to them. I know we talked about some of the practice rounds and stuff, but do you, are you walking with a caddy pretty often right now? Do you have anybody or you're just kind of looking oh, for people actually, to go through? I haven't had any caddy recently. I had my friend Mike caddy me in South Dakota for one event. But other than that, I was going to take Matt Shalad for pre-Q, but he was in like the middle of caddy season. I didn't want to, I didn't want to take out from his loops and caddy me for like dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are you doing, you, you doing any work down there in Florida now that you're staying there? I know you caddied in Chicago, but I'm caddying at the dye preserve in November. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I can, uh, career it in October. So I don't have to. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So when you're, you know, you're kind of working out everything. I I was asking, um, 
I don't know if you know Ziggy or not. I know he was PGA Tour LA last year. He's on to the second stage now. Um, so congrats to Ziggy. So that's pretty awesome. But uh, I was asking him a little bit about how he kind of calculates some of his yardages and um, like wind and stuff like that. Do you, do you like break that stuff down on your own, Zach? Or are you like a feel guy? Like obviously you got like your yardages, you got it kind of set up, but like for him, we were playing on a pretty windy day. So I was like asking him a little bit about how he like mentally kind of calculates that before the shot. Yeah. So I'm kind of both in a way I'd say like, I don't tr- like, I don't try to get too technical, like right to the number because that'll just like mess me up if I'm trying to be too exact. Right. But like today, there's a lot of shots I kind of like, cause there's some shots that you can't really judge. Cause you're almost hitting like a punch shot depending on the wind. So like, you don't just practice these like five yard off the ground punch shots into the wind, but you try your best. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the way my coach at school, um, my swing coach, he would always say weld. So you go through it right when you get up to the ball, you read the wind, elevation, lie, and distance. And then if you tackle those four, then you should get somewhere around the number. And you said you're using, um, I don't know. If, decade. We talk, Decade, yeah. It's kind of a newer thing you've been trying. Um, yeah, I, was, I don't like don't do just it. Don't go through it a little? I don't do it for a cheat, like right off the book but yeah it's helped a lot like today exam for example like the greens are pretty big very windy so you just take the fat part of the the green and you just play aggressive to the uh conservative target yeah just for the people that don't know what decade is can you kind of just go into it a little bit of kind of the the philosophy behind it or strategy um kind of software that they have so basically they give you different numbers for each yardages right or left of the pin, depending on where it is. So if it's like 150, I think it's like seven, maybe seven. Like if it's a tuck left pin, you aim like seven paces to the right. So then the whole point of the system is if you're trying to play a straight ball, if you miss it a little left, it should go right at the pin. But if you miss it a little right, then you're on the fat side of the green. And it's a longer putt, but you're going to make a lot more pars doing that than missing short sided. Mm, and then chipping, like little drugs gained, and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's just like a course management tool, I guess, too, right? And and like I feel like I've been trying to think about that a little bit. Like I'm not playing off any decade, but even just kind of trying to find the middle of the green and then go from there. Like our greens are really super tough at Port Hope, but even like if you're off of them, you're you're in a tough spot. Sometimes even get the ball like close to the hole. So you're just playing for bogey. Right. But, um, do you like, do you find that like in a tournament, do you typically like change your, your theories at all? Like your strategies or, or do you kind of follow that? Like, I know I I kind of remember us talking a little bit back and you, you were saying like some days you just want to go after it though. Yeah. So it definitely depends on the golf course and it also depends on like my confidence level with my chipping as well. Cause I mean, if I'm chipping really good, then I 
typically like obviously like some pins i'm not going to go at like this golf course is that i'm playing right now pga national like it's actually very like you have to think a lot because there's so much like trouble like there's uh like false edges huge bunkers and like you just don't you just in tournament golf you just don't want to be short-sighted mm-hmm. on golf courses like that like today i mean i tried like i was aggressive on some and i didn't make birdies but all like the whole day i just played to the center of the green and took my pars just because it was blown about 20 miles an hour and i got a little rust so i wasn't wasn't gonna attack pins well pg national too that's a bear trap right yeah that's like i think it's even par today on the bear trap even par on the bear trap that's nice i think it's what 15 16 17 is that right it's uh four four they include yeah. the like the 18th hole i guess too like just oh, maybe i would think so yeah i'm not really exactly sure but i remember like a little while ago bryson trying to like hit it up Remember that Bryce? I think we talked about that Bryce and like taking it up the 16th fairway or something like that. And it was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like completely. In it. Yeah, and and they and then yeah, now they like set it up as an OB or something like that, or they had they, he had tried that in like I guess a practice round. But you're shooting all right yeah. there. Like things are you're playing all right. Is it's a tournament that you're playing yeah, in right now? I shot I shot 73 today. I mean, I'm middle field i'm like 38th right now but it's one of those golf courses where like if you have a if i go out have a good day tomorrow i can go up like 25 spots right Mm. what's the event you're playing right now zach um it's the minor league golf tour it's the major so they have like one major a month and it's at pga national so it's just a two-day event yeah Okay, right on. Um, what's your practice schedule looking like right now? So I literally moved in two days, three days ago. So I'm still trying to figure out the whole area, but there's just golf courses everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're actually living on PGA Village. So I'm going to go there sometime this week and try to see what they can do for like memberships. Uh, how is it in that area after like the hurricane and stuff? Is it is there water? This area is actually pretty like it's fine, okay. but it's across the coast near yeah. like Fort Myers. It's literally right across, so we're fine here, I guess. But so it's just golf for you guys. Like you said, you're living with one of your uh, one of your old roommates. You guys doing anything else while you're down there? Or just also rolling putts yeah, on the carpet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we live together in college too, so all we do is golf, honestly. I mean, he he's working right now. I don't think he's been doing very many minor league events, but he's working at the Dive Preserve also. He's probably doing just fine there eh, with money. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the uh what's it like when you're there? Like you're just um like you're cat you're going to try and start caddying next month, you said? Next month I'm going to try to caddy, so after the like this summer i focused on a lot of caddy and then i took a little break for q school and south dakota and all that but i mean i really this starting now i'm just kind of full on just trying to make it like nothing in my way oh boy just wake up every day and just golf so 
Well, what do you got lined up in the future for events? Do you have any you've already registered for? Or you kinda... I don't even know what the events are. I just signed up for every single minor league event in October. There you go. Just didn't, I didn't even care where. So are they all in Florida or can they be anywhere? Yeah, they're all like around this area. Oh, okay. I didn't even look it up. Like I'm just doing it. Nice. I like oh, it. You just kind of get up, check what course you're going to that morning and, and drive there. Find a tee time and drive. Yeah. Go oh. shoot on that's all you need to know i like it that's sweet so are you getting in much practice at all right now or are you just kind of like it sounds like you're playing a ton of rounds ton of tournaments right yeah now. so i've been playing a lot lately just because right when i got here i had to go do a practice round and then the next day i went to go just have a practice day and the range was closed so i just played another practice round all right, we made it through nine, and this glizzy is brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped, manscaped.com. You can go over, check out the Ultra Premium Collection, or anything that you need to not suffer through the back nine here. Using the promo code OTSGOLF, you will get 20% off plus free shipping. Maybe you'll go low on the back. Thank you for supporting the episode. Thank you for supporting the pod. Manscaped.com, 20% off using the promo code OTSGOLF. Free shipping right to your door. Enjoy the pod. My last four. Ooh, oh boy oh that's all right yeah it was, uh, <laughs> it was like the most out of body experience i've ever had it was just i was just blackout yeah, you're probably the adrenaline was probably through the roof yeah and it was cool because like a couple weeks before i did the u.s open local and i had to birdie the last three to make it through and i birdied uh, 16, 17, and missed the 10 footer on 18. Oh. So this time I had another chance. I birdied 15, 16, 17, and then I had to, had to make the 10 footer and I did. So I'm That's trying sweet. to think of, I'm trying to think of who it is. We can just cut right back in. We can just roll right back in. I'm trying to think of who the guy was that got his, uh, tour card this year and he had to birdie, I think the last six five or six holes or five of the last six i can't remember who it was but uh i was that'd be like that'd be just wild i think there's a story with max homa where it was like the year before he was on the pga tour he had to birdie something like that like the last he had to be like six unders on his back nine and he did that's wild so well, that guy's uh, got ice in his veins. I feel like and he's become, so, yeah, he's become. We're such starting a good player. to see it a little bit. Certainly. So good. You can definitely tell when somebody's got it or not. That's like the thing I've noticed most in pro golf is that you can really tell who's like can who can really play and who should like consider a new job. Yeah. Well, I've I've said that before. Um, like. When I was talking with uh, Ziggy after his round, like we were playing with, uh, he rooms and travels with Trevor Hughes. So Trevor did not, we were, it was the Osprey Valley Monday that I was out with them for. And Trevor didn't have a day. He didn't have a very good day. Ziggy missed by one shooting even, I think. He had one eagle, two bogeys, and it was just so windy. Um, Gordo actually won that, uh, that day. He, I think he was minus five and like, I think the yep. other guys, everybody else was minus two. So, um, at least I pretty think it, I'm pretty sure. But one of the things that Ziggy and Trevor were saying is, uh, you know, you get to that point where you're like, you really got to feel like you have it or you don't. Right. And some guys just don't. And you, it's like a, such a mental grind. There's so much travel involved. So many, like you say, you're just registering for every tournament that you possibly can. Like 
hopefully trying to get some funding and stuff like that, right, to to be able to do so. And then, like, I remember the next week they were out in Quebec, and I think they played, like, an East Coast Pro Tour event, and Trevor went 65, 63 or something like that. So he had, I don't want to say what he shot when we were playing that Monday qualifier, but it, was, it just wasn't his day. It was, like, one of my scores, right? And, like, you know, to see it, it happens, right? It definitely, it definitely does happen. Um, it sucks because, I mean – you're paying $900 for an event and you go shoot those bad numbers and then you can't do anything about it, but just learn from it. But mm-hmm. that's, I think that's the best part is that you got that pressure on you to do well. And it also gets you up in the morning. Like I, like I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm just, the only goal is to birdie every, every chance I have, because other, if not, then I just don't make money. So. It's either Thanks for coming. So to go back to Cedar Rapids, um, that was it, right? Cedar Rapids? Yeah. So you had to birdie out the final four to make the cut? Yeah. Yeah. So your first pro event, that's so cool, man. (laughs) Yeah. It was a it was a cool first experience because I so I won the pro am by two. And it was one of those rounds where it was like 25 mile an hour wins. Like have nobody seen the golf course and I went out there and I shot 66 and I like, there's some days like, you know, what the, what the leaderboard's going to be like. And like, I, after the last hole, I was like, there's nobody that's going to beat me today. (laughs) (laughs) I like, it felt like a normal day, like 62. Like, yeah. Now yeah, I have I have those days pretty often, honestly. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember? Can you kind of walk us through like 15, 16, yeah. 17, 18? Do you remember the holes? Yeah. So I bogeyed, um, I bogeyed fourteen, and then I took out my phone for the first time because I knew I had to shoot under par. Right. Because I shot seventy five the first round, so I knew I had to go pretty deep. I had to shoot four under, and I bogeyed to get back to even I check my phone and the cut line is at four under and I'm like, gosh, <laughs> well, I guess mm-hmm. I got 30 the last four. There's no <laughs> other option. So the first hole is like a, this golf course is really like, um, if you hit driver, it's like big risk reward. So I was just, it was like a dog, like dog leg left, very tight water, right water left i just hit driver i was like i need to make birdie like obviously 150 yards out isn't working today so Mm -hmm. i just hit driver hit it to like 20 yards away hit a horrible chip shot to like 25 feet and i thought it was over from there and i drained it and i was like all right here we go so you're saying there's a chance (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and then next hole is like 220 yards straight downwind i just hit my eight iron i knew i knew man i knew you were gonna say like eight iron or something i was just like <laughs> yeah, i vim hits it a long way i know because i remember last time i was talking about your yardages and i was like i wanted to say a club before and i, I wasn't even gonna say, i was probably gonna say six or seven right before the green goes to like five feet make the next hole par five just hit it straight over this water probably not the play but i just was just full send at that point. I was like, there's no other option. I have like 190 yards in to this par five, hit it to like 40 feet, and I 360 lipped it for Eagle. 
Ooh. And I was like, so at the time I was like, oh my gosh, that was it right there. Like yeah. that was, I could just cruise a nice little par <laughs> 18. But then I just stepped up on 18 and I was like, I had that thought in my head from the US Open local where I had to birdie last three and I only did the last two. So this time, I mean, I hit it to a hundred yards and I hit it to 10 feet and I made it. So nice. You have a couple playing partners. How, how many, how many guys were in the group with you? Uh, two, two other guys. Those guys still playing for it at that time. Yeah, they were, they were, uh, I think one made the cut. I don't know if the other one did, but they both, and I think they both played on the Latin tour. They must have just thought, like, especially if you're taking a line over the water, right? But they would know. They would know that they have to kind of do that as well, right? So, Oh, yeah. You can definitely, like, they definitely knew I was chasing something. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the, probably still one of the bigger hitters out there, though, too, no? Yeah. So they're all around me, I'd say. But it's basically when I'm hitting it good, there's, I'm usually, like, five to ten and in front of most like consistently people. yeah 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 if you're hitting an eight iron 220 i think you're hey it was downwind don't give me too much credit right? <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty funny because like i walk in the uh scoring tent like one of my friends like asked me like how to go and i was like well i just birdied my last four to make it <laughs> the one good <laughs> it was pretty awesome <laughs> That'd be such a good yeah. feeling though, even to just know that you have that ability like in you, right? Like mm-hmm. we were just kind of talking about having like whether you have it or not and, and yeah. to be able to kind of, I don't know if you're playing the U S open local and then you're, you know, maybe you're not sure at that point if you do or not. Right. And you kind of go out and you fire four birdies in a row in your first pro event to make the cut. You, you definitely yeah. have. It. Yeah. That was what uh, kind of kickstarted my motivation and. Yeah, I, I've learned a lot over the last couple months playing professional just compared to college. Like it was almost like in college you were like, personally, I felt like I played college way too, too conservative. And like, I was trying to like be around par and in pro golf, it's like, great. You shot even par. It's a good there's, score. But, there's guys that went six under. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter anymore about being good at golf. It's about shooting under par. Like yeah, well, everybody, you, everybody's good at this you, level. Yeah, well, you only missed Q school by two shots. You told me. Yeah, I, I mean, so you're you're right there. That was Corn Ferry Q school too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That was a good experience too. Tough golf course for sure. It was in Nebraska, and um, yeah, the second round I started. Uh, double triple Oof. and it was just it was crazy experience <laughs> like i was just like of course like this is happening right now yeah right <laughs> but i mean i sh- i got it back to two over eagled my last hole and i had a chance the last day i just wasn't my day yeah now do you find that like that like you say that was a pretty crazy experience was it a little bit different than any of the other events that you've gone into a little bit more intensity yeah. maybe like very serious nobody's more pressure lots of pressure it's a lot of money too it's thirty five hundred dollars for q school yeah yeah and i mean yeah it's a lot of pressure i try to i try to not look at it that way like 
I don't, I try to not look at it in the money perspective being for pressure. Mm -hmm. Just because, I mean, you'll just bury yourself. Yeah. Well, I didn't even really mean so much the money aspect. I meant more like, I mean, it's corn fairy. That's, that's a big deal. I mean, that was just stage one, though, correct? That's the thing. That's what I learned like right after. I was like, right when I missed, I was like, so what do I do now? Yeah. So I had to like, go back to the drawing board. So how would that have worked if you got through? You go to stage two? Yeah, you kind of just, yeah, you just go to stage two, then final stage. Well, that and was then, preview, so that was oh, okay. stage one, two, three after that. Okay. And then you just, so yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's just, it's pretty tough then. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. You got to play mean, well for a couple of weeks. Yeah, but that's the thing also is what, I've learned is like you just got to be ready no matter what like Mm -hmm. doesn't matter where where when it's like you if you can show up and shoot under par at a golf course and you can play professional golf so you just got to be ready do you do a lot of homework Zach like before you have a look at the course or do you even get much of an opportunity like when you're playing in the uh, events I have had this full conversation one day yeah yeah you were sending me screenshots and I, so I do it on Google, uh, Google earth a lot. Some, uh, sometimes I just kind of wing it, which I probably shouldn't do, but <laughs> I mean, Google, Google earth is great, but sometimes you'll like map it out and then you'll get to the golf course and it'll be like extra firm. And then like all the lines are messed up anyways. Right. He sent me pictures of like a hole and he had like all these red lines on it, like with his yeah. carry distances and his aim. Yeah, so like on Google Earth, I'll make a triangle of 60 yards. So I'll go 300 yards furthest left that you can go and then 300 yards furthest right. And then you make a straight line and then that's you right in the middle is where you should aim the ball. I've never heard that. That's. I'm going to cool, try that. Yeah. I'm going to try I that for my next money game. Fairway to fairway. I do OB to OB. Yeah. So, however, like whatever your ball is safe, right? Right down the middle. And obviously, it gives you like a bird's eye view of the course, right? Too, so you can kind of get an idea yeah. of like things that you think you can cut and things that you can't. That's pretty interesting because I don't know. You can grab like a yardage book from the course or whatever. Or you can grab like the course layout, but sometimes they're just I find like they're really old and like it might not play. Like if you're hitting the ball 350 yards, it might not kind of play the way that you might want it to, but. That's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty interesting idea. Google Earth. I've never heard of that. That's sweet. I like I that. Used to do that on the van rides. I was whenever I was bored, I would just make just triangle out the whole course. Yeah. Did you learn that from somebody, or is just something that you yeah, thought? Yeah, so it's kind of like decade, also. So I think it started from decade. I think it's just like the dispersion of a driver. Most people's drivers sixty yards. So I put sixty. Yeah. My friend on my team did it. I didn't know how to make the triangles until he showed me. So once I found out how to do that, then I did it all the time. I need the 120 yard dispersion. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I like last round I played, I started hitting a fade for the first time in my life. Really? So I might be look. Yeah. Well, Bryce has played with me, knows I don't hit a fade, so I'm I'm looking at it probably a 90 yard dispersion right now. Keep it under 100, hopefully. But yeah, I it's, mean, it uh, might straighten out soon. It might yeah. start straightening out. Who knows? Like that would be, that'd be all right. I, uh, I hit a couple like good shots. I drove two par fours, three putted both of them. So 
Oof. That's my life though. It's just how it is, man. It's like, but I hold out, I hold out from like one twelve a uh, couple weeks ago now. I was playing in a money game too, which was great. So mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of got me back into it, but uh, it was, um, it was pretty cool. That was like my, I have a whole one this year. And then, and then that was like, definitely, I think the first time I pulled out over a hundred yards, which was, which was pretty cool to see. Um, I never have officially. I, uh, I did once. Yeah. Hold out. I did it off. Well, I have a hole in one, but like, I mean like in like play, I did it at Oshawa though on hole number. What's the one right beside the range that goes like you tee off right beside it. You hit with the range. Oh, that's gotta be like seven or something. Six. Six so or right seven, beside yeah. the range is six, and then yeah. the next hole is seven, the par five. So six, the par four. I was left with my drive. I had a 122 or something. I hit a 52-degree wedge and, like, scalded it or something, and I dropped another ball. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> you might have been there. No, you weren't there. It was my brother, Wadsy, and Theater. And and no one knew I hit a ball, and I hit another one. And they were walking on the green, and it landed like three feet from Blake and went in. And he like looked looked around, and I didn't even watch it. I just hit the second shot and just picked up my bag and kept walking. Okay. And they're like, they're like, the ball just came flying in the hole. I think it was from like the range or something. I was like, oh, I hit a second one. And they're like, you just jarred it. And I was like, can I count it? <laughs> Jokes on him, eh, Vim? This whole time Blake put it in the hole. Like, Blake, well, yeah, I didn't see it. Blake it not definitely been, put that said, in the hole. It is just buried that never told you. Maybe. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of like, that's kind of like what, what I chase now though. It's just like those cool shots. Like mm-hmm. I, I was telling Bryce or I, uh, I, well, we talked about like dispersion and stuff. So playing into like a windy par three over some water and I like put one in the drink. So I dropped mm-hmm. one. There's a drop zone, but I was just like, at the time, I think I was one under, uh, and this was on hole number 11. So I was like pretty annoyed. Um, to put the other one in the drink, like in the same, like ripple pattern that I had just put the other ball in. So at that point I was just like, this game's stupid. I hate golf. And I hit another one to like an inch. And I thought to myself, like, I am never doing that again. If I would have dropped that for a five, five, I would have been so upset with myself. Like I I couldn't tell that story. Like I hold out for a five. So that's, uh, I've learned my lesson. I don't do it anymore. I don't take uh, second shots on a par three because you just never know. I don't drop a ball. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> i always do it because i'll be I'll, I'll take my par and walk off that's what's crazy is that you just hit a good shot when you don't care it's so bad man like i yeah. always tell people i'm a pj tour professional on my second ball i think like i think i would do it with uh like i wouldn't care as much if i like hold out for par or something like that or whatever it was but um like if i was hitting an approach into a par four or par five something like that but if i made like yeah. a, if i hold it on a par three and it was not for a hole in one, I'd be, I don't know, man. That would tear me up inside. I feel like this, Bryce. Today on the bear trap was all into the wind today. Yeah. Uh, on 18, I had like 270. I don't I didn't carry three wood this week. <laughs> I was what like, do you got? Two iron? I got a two hybrid. Two oh, hybrid. Okay. And I was like, I'm three over, need to make money. <laughs> so I was just took out my driver. Even DOD. Yeah. I oh, hit it pin high. Pin oh, high yeah. to the back pin. It was pretty uh with a cut? 
I tried. It just stayed straight. So I was like 30 yards pin high. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. But didn't make, didn't make birdie. So it didn't end up being worth it, but yeah. <laughs> still know, a cool shot though. Guys so. with laid up into the water. I mean, a lot of guys won't have the balls to do that in a tournament though. I feel like. Yeah. I've actually done it recently in, in uh round. So I was like, I mean, I've been doing it. So I guess. Yeah, yeah it's, if it's in the bag, use it. Right? Yeah, if you feel like you have some control over it, right? Why not? But yeah. got a Bengals hat on. Can we uh, talk a little bit of football? I think him and Blake, man. Yeah, just, Blake, I was just, just about to say they jumped Blake. on the bandwagon. Yeah, is is this? I a, just went uh, to uh, the Bengals, so I had to buy some gear. Went nice. to the Bengals versus Miami. So, what are you guys doing away from the course? You guys watching any sports? Is there anyone that yeah, you're? So, uh, I try to. Watch as much football as I can. Xbox. <laughs> Xbox is big. That's how I really connect with my friends at home because I don't, we have a group chat and everything, but I mean, I don't check it just because most of the time it's shenanigans, hanging out and stuff, and I can't be a part of it. So, yeah. yeah that's what I always say why I play Xbox so much. Like, it's the only time I ever get to like, yeah, like hang out with my buddies. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like weird, but like you're still hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're a little bit older now, and all my buddies just like rage leave uh, our group chats when the Leafs lose. So <laughs> it's uh, they don't want to hear it. So sorry, sorry, I won't name any names, but yeah, it's uh, it's it is cool though. It is kind of cool. That's what. Funny enough, like I heard that same thing from Ziggy. He said that's how you like keep in touch. You just flip on a video game system and like mm-hmm. kind of connect with the guys and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's always kind of cool to see like. Wait, what different people do in their downtime right now? It seems like right yeah. now you don't have much. You're just kind of playing golf every day and trying to enter a tournament every day. But you know, you got to have a, you got to have like a little, I guess, yeah, exactly. a little something away from the course as well, right? Like it can't just be golf yeah, all the time. Overdo it for sure. There was a point. There, there gets a point where it feels like a job, which I mean, it should a little bit, but at the same time, like you still got to enjoy golf. It's right. Uh, if I'm planning on doing this the next 20, 30 years, I can't just put it all all in and then at the end just be like, oh, I could have done so much stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh. Do you think you'll, uh, like, you ever get to a point where you kind of, like, maybe aren't playing well or I guess it could be the reverse effect. If you're playing really well, you don't want to change anything. But if you're, you know, maybe not playing well, you're not kind of feeling yourself, do you take a couple of days off, like, do anything to unwind that way? Uh, I'll take a couple days off if I like, it's m- mainly after an event. Like if I like go out and like play golf and I don't have any events and like, I don't play good, like I won't take a couple days off, but like, if I have a bad event, I'll take a couple days off and then get back to practice. I usually, it's not really like calculated this way, but I kind of just like, if I take a couple days off, then whatever I was doing bad might just like go away. <laughs> yeah you just know too right like i feel like that usually for me it's like just the body is like yeah. giving up if i've played four days I'll in a row events. my body's collapsing. i'll have events where i won't like drive the ball good and i know that it's not like i drive the ball good pretty much all, like i drive the ball good all the time usually mm-hmm. but if i have an event that i don't drive it good i just like i don't worry about it i don't try to change anything i think it'll just slowly come back like i figured i usually figure it out like most of the time i'm not really like a robot in my practice like i don't try to like do a certain swing on a certain angle like i kind of just figure it out like i'm a big field player right Mm -hmm. 
Florida. I feel like we're like we went through like a a technology era, and everybody's gathered that data, and we're yeah. sort of getting to a point where like the feel is coming back to the game a little bit, right? Like we're we yeah. we've sort of peaked. Like I think I saw like the. I saw like the Ping G430, like sorry to call out Ping here, but like it's the exact same driver as the 425, right? It's like we've reached that point where we can only change so much until something new came, comes out, like the Stealth or something like that, the Carbonwood Era or whatever it may be, right? So um, yeah, we're starting to kind of, starting to see a little bit of, of the feel player come back in, which is... That era of like being kind of like a robot was kind of like through my college career. Right now there's like all this information now it's almost like you don't even know what to do yeah i try to just take like little pieces of information and kind of put in my own feel yeah rather than just try to be on point of what someone's saying yeah well it's gonna work Um, differently like for me than it would be for you too like i still hit the ball long off the tee but like you know, we're going to approach the game much differently. Right. So you kind of have to take what you can, but sorry. Everyone's going to feel different things also. So Mm -hmm. like, I might like try to explain to you what I'm feeling at the top of my swing, but it might not be that way for you. Like you might not be able to feel it at all. Where, uh, where are you playing around there? Like practicing stuff. Do you have a course that you uh, have lined up yet or don't have, I know there's a couple places that read plays, and I think it's just called like the Flor- the Florida Club. There's like a range, putting green, wedge area. But other than that, I haven't really, I kind of just got down here and just focused on the event right away. Nice. I'm going to use next week to figure that stuff out. Right to work. I like it. Well, Bryce, looks like it's getting dark there. You got to play in the morning. Should we let him, uh, should we let him go? Yeah, I'm probably just gonna hop on Xbox here soon. So. <laughs> yeah, you guys are just gonna be playing Xbox a little bit. <laughs> well, just screen record it in case anything cool happens, and then we can uh, clip in add it to the pod. But I mean, you can put in me scoring eight goals in each show if you want, but uh, I don't know if that'll be yeah. good for our viewers. Well, thanks, Vim. Really appreciate you coming back on. It's kind of cool to hear like the, uh, yeah. you know, that pro golf life, and and hopefully next year you have a look at. Uh, well, I guess it'll be starting up pretty soon. PJ Tour Canada. If you uh, you have a look, maybe come back up north yeah, of the border. Latin. I'm doing the Latin queue. I don't know. I'd probably do Canadian too, but yeah. So hopefully I'll be in uh, South America. Well, because I think yeah, that's true. Like hopefully you're there, and then I think seven of the qualifiers are in Florida, I believe. I think for yeah. PJ Tour Canada. So yeah, yeah, they're all in Florida. Yeah, there's only like yeah, one so up here, and then. Like, from pro golf is like you like you just got to get status right the only goal like that's what i've realized like it's almost sometimes i do events and i'm like what am i really doing right now like other than like obviously you're trying to make money but like it i could win a mini i could win five mini tour events in a row and it wouldn't do anything for me other than money yeah right yeah Yeah, well hopefully uh Hopefully it's PGA Tour LA, or if not, maybe uh, maybe you come up here north of the border, Corn Ferry again next year. Yeah, right? so the plan is to be uh, home in the summer, so we should get around in. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get around in. Maybe uh, Blake will bring uh, bring us to the course or something. We'll have to set yeah. that up, Bryce. But yeah, we can, I'm, uh, they left restrictions. So like or something. Yeah, Remember we should go play Ambassador. Yeah, we should like record it. That's a nice try. <laughs> yeah, we got. Uh, 
we got a friend of the pod who does a little uh, videoing. So he said that uh, yeah. if we ever set it up, it would be a little bit of work. But if you ever set it up, we could uh, we yeah. could do some video. So maybe we'll. Uh, oh, it'd be so cool. You can be our Luke Kwan or something like that. And we'll get some. Yeah. Uh, we'll get a yeah. little something going here for the pod. Ones That'd be that great. go viral, it's like you got to get really lucky. Like those guys, you see those barstool ones. Like those guys don't go like super low, but like there's the odd podcast where like a guy will go out and shoot eight under. Yeah, yeah. Are what you're looking for to go on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I just hit like I hit like I can hit like a big sling. Like I can hit pretty cool looking shots, but like I can't put it all together for 18 holes. Bryce hits the ball like kind of like you. He hits it a mile. So Bryce, we might have something. I don't know. It might look cool. I think Bryce and I could fire like double digits if we did a little two ball scramble for sure. We could yeah. go pretty low. I can roll it well. So as long as Bryce, I mean, gives I hope me a we're line. firing double digits. But yeah, we'll, I mean we'll a two man scramble, two man scramble, and turn on the screws into a huge yeah business. Yeah, this right. might be yeah next year we might be uh, we might be I don't know there might be something. But we have a couple of cool things in place too. So don't know if it'll be out for this episode, but uh, we did promise it in episode one hundred. We teased it a bit, so I think we're releasing this one day before that comes out. So probably for episode one hundred and three. But um, if you're following us uh, at OTS Golf over on Instagram and you want to check out Vim's career, I'm going to link uh, your your bios. Um, did you have you have Instagram? Did you have uh, Twitter as well? Yeah, so I just got a new Instagram account just for people to follow my golf really and uh it's ctv ct viminets at right it might might have to check it that's okay well uh the good thing is you won't even yeah i'll just put a link down below and you can just go it's golf perfect yeah I'll, uh, that doesn't I'll, even follow me. Cool. I'll drop a link down below, and uh, if you want to, if you want to follow the career um, of Zach here, you can uh, you can go down below, check it out, and um, obviously on the Screws Podcast over on YouTube, we trying to have a little bit more focus on that. Uh, when I say we, it's uh, it's me. Um, it's yeah. uh, we're, I give the content. Like we're, uh, we're 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 trying to kind of focus on that. We might look at looking at getting an editor or something. So if you do some editing, I don't know, maybe reach out. Maybe we can talk because this is starting yeah. to. Yeah, we're getting to that point. We need uh we need some help. We need some help, and it's mm-hmm. uh it's cool. But uh, thanks so much, Zach. This was great. Uh, I'm glad things are going well. Uh, hopefully, uh, next time we talk, uh, obviously you've gone through PGA Tour LA, so. It would be cool yeah. to uh, to get you down there. Say hello to our guy Paul Parks down there. I think he's down there playing this year. So I'm not sure if he has status, but I know uh, Ziggy was there last year. So if you run into any of those guys, a couple friends of the pod, really good guys. So mm-hmm. say hello and uh, yeah, good luck, man. Thanks for having me. He's out in my ball and of course I tee up. I lose the ball and I re up. I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach. And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it. Second was blind, I see it. Feel like it might be an average, I was working scenario.